Welcome to the Constructing Greatness Podcast, where I will be sharing real stories with inspiring tradesmen and many other driven and passionate leaders in construction and various other industries. I'm your host, Nicholas Ofak, and I've been in the construction business since 1996 as a construction manager and have worked for some of the largest builders in the United States. I'm now a business owner entrepreneur, and partner in a firm where we've successfully managed to be listed on the Inc. 5000, America's fastest growing private companies three years in a row. The main purpose of this podcast is to inspire and create awareness about the value of working in the trades and to educate about the great benefits and rewarding opportunities it can create. Are you ready to take this fun journey with me? Let's do it. For the past eight years, RDL Construction LLC has been servicing the New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Maryland markets, specializing in the installation of exterior and interior metal framing, drywall, acoustical ceilings, doors, and hardware, along with bathroom accessories and FRP. Check them out. Their website is RDL Construction LLC. Today's guest is an award-winning founder and principal of Yellow House Architects in New York City, a collaborative-minded practice specializing in residential and commercial work. She is a trustee of the Museum of the City of New York and the Cooper Union for the Advancement of Science and Art and serves on the Delano and Aldrich Emerson Fellowship Committee of the American Institute of Architects. In 2019, she presented at the Architectural Records Women Entering the Profession of Architecture Forum, helping inspire the next generation of women architects. She is a registered architect in both New York and Michigan and is a longstanding member of the American Institute of Architects. Let me introduce her, Elizabeth Graziolo, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I was looking forward to this. And we were connected by our mutual friend, Ginny at Ginny Media. She's a a sweetheart, isn't she? (laughs) She's amazing. I had the opportunity to work with her on the 80 Iconic Home, which um, just launched last week. And that was like an amazing experience. And it was great to work with her. Oh, super cool. Yeah, she obviously does my podcasts, and uh, I'm hands off. They handle everything, and they're wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she can come and work for me, too. (laughs) Good stuff. Well, I wanted to just go back to your childhood, like, you know, childhood and and how you got into architecture and why architecture. Can you talk us through that a little bit? Sure. I mean, I think what we only have 40 minutes or half an hour. Oh, is it going to be a long one? (laughs) (laughs) It's a really long story. But um, long story short, I immigrated to the U.S. early teens. I found myself in a situation that wasn't ideal. I was living with my stepmom. And one way out for me was like to apply for university, which... um, at that age, so I think I was like 15 when I decided I needed to get out of the house and <laughs> apply to universities. And I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do because at 15, I don't think you really know. I mean, it's very rare. I think people were very sure of what they want to do, you know, at that age. 
So a friend, the parent of a friend of mine asked me what I was interested in. And I said, well, I love art. I love math. And they were like, well, you should apply to the engineering school. So I applied to many universities, including Cooper Union. I applied to the engineering program. And they reached out to me. They were like, well, you need to take the SATs. I was like, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) And then I find out that the architecture program there was all based on a home exam and a portfolio. So I thought I was being brilliant. I figured, why don't I apply to the architecture school? If I can get in, I'll just transfer into the engineering school. And believe it or not, I mean, I got into the architecture program. Again, I don't know if you know much about Cooper. It's like if you manage to get into that school, it's like winning the lottery. You don't say no to it. And then back then, it was like completely full tuition. Right now, I know they're charging a little bit of tuition, but still, it's it's amazing honor to be able to get accepted there. So I decided, okay, great. I'm going to go into the architecture school, and then I will just transfer into the engineering school. And after the first semester, I just fell in love with architecture. I, I, I don't know. I never looked back since then. It's almost like it felt like I had a guardian angel who kind of like placed me there. It's just something about architecture. It's just like the way it teaches you how to see the world. And I'm a curious person by nature. It felt like kind of like a veil got, got lifted up my eyes and I just saw the world a whole different way. And I loved it. Great story. Thank you for, for sharing that. <laughs> and then when you you mentioned about Cooper, which you graduated in 1995 from the Cooper Union for the Advancement of Science and Art. What did you do after college? After college, I was very, again, very lucky to find my first well, really, that was like my first job at a small architecture firm called Chikunyani Kala Architects. It was two partners, a female partner and a male partner. And so I found my mentor. Her name was Anne Kala. And she was tough as nail. <laughs> she really taught me almost everything I know in terms of like how to be a female, first of all, a a female in the industry, how you had to work and know everything before you show up to a client meeting. She, like those first three years at that firm really was like the real foundation that I needed. And I felt very lucky to have had her kind of like show me the path to be an architect, but also to be a female architect in a male-dominated industry. Mm Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So she taught you a lot about preparation for preparation. for the client, for yeah, for meetings and gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like if you're like in school, you learn kind of like the concept, the basic idea of what it is to be, what it's like to be an architect. But until you start working, this is where you learn all the technical aspect of architecture, at least in my case, that's how it was. And she was able to really teach me how you know, how you built a wall, how you detail a door jam, <laughs> all those fun things you don't learn in school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like great. It was like a great experience there. And then from I spent three years there and then I ended up leaving and went to work for Peter Pernier Architect. Okay, great. And, and I see that you were with Peter Panor Architects for almost 18 years and you became a partner there, correct? Yes, yes. So what made you 
decide to to take a chance on yourself and go out on your own. And, and when did you know that that's what you wanted to do during those eight, that 18 year period? I'm just curious. I think as you grow, your life grow older, your life changes. And I think when I first started at Peter's, I just got married, I had babies. So my focus were raising my kids, but also I really wanted to keep working in the profession. And like kind of trying to juggle those two things, it was very challenging. And I guess I managed to do both. <laughs> um, so I became a partner at Peter. I mean, working at Peter was an amazing experience. This is where I learned all about traditional architecture, which is what I've been practicing the past 18 years. I had great mentors and I learned, I feel like I learned the technical aspect of architecture at Anne's and Pietro's office. At Peter's, I learned about a different style of architecture. And then also I learned from Peter himself uh, how to run a business when I became a partner. Honestly, I had a wonderful job. <laughs> I work with amazing people. And those people are my family in a weird way. But it's like after a while, you know, and this is me again, who I am. I like to challenge myself. It's like, what's next? Okay, great. I'm a partner at this amazing firm. I have an amazing job. I have like amazing group of people who work. Oh, but what else can you do? <laughs> I, I can so relate. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I think um, once I turned 40, I really started thinking about it. It's like, well, is this the rest of my life? Or do I want to kind of like take the next? natural challenge and then this is when i started thinking what about like owning my own firm completely on my own and it took a while to decide because you know it's hard to leave a job to start your own thing right in the first place but i think it's like it's easy when it's suck when it's a sucky situation but if you're in a great job with great people and doing great project it's even harder so that was like really one of the hardest thing, hardest decision I had to make. It had to be a challenging for you, I'm sure, you know, to, to have those mentors and relationships that you had. And what is it about the age 40 that makes us want to, <laughs> I can so relate to that. <laughs> oh, it's like, is that what you call a midlife crisis? <laughs> I guess it is. I don't know, but that's when it started with me too. Hey guys, it's Nick. I have a short message from our sponsor, MPC Builders. With well over 40 years of combined construction-related experience in both the residential and commercial markets, MPC Builders services the New Jersey and Philadelphia metro areas. Check out our website at mpcbuilders.net or you can call me directly at 856-217-1750 and I'd be happy to answer any questions you have about your construction project. So I want to talk a little bit about some of these awards. And, you know, in, in 2018. The Museum of the City of New York. Yes. And, and um, you, you had a, the City of Design Award. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Well, a little bit, I guess. This is an award that were given to very well-known and established architects in New York or designers in New York City. So when they called me, I was like, you want to give it to me? (laughs) (laughs) i you want me to pass you on to Peter? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. No, no, no. It's, It's interesting, you know, because I feel like at times you work really hard, but 
to me, at times I have blinders. I don't realize how other people see me or see or react to the way I work and actually appreciate what I do. And I guess other people were looking at me and realize, oh, she's like, I guess she's really good at what she does. We should really <laughs> award her. <laughs> That's great. I, I feel weird about things like that. So I'm sorry. I'm kind of like, eh. you blushing a little bit. <laughs> no good stuff. And this one is really exciting. It has to be exciting for you. Architectural Digest profiled you as one to watch just this year. How cool is that? That was amazing. And when they called me to ask, um, to say that they were interested to run the story, again, same reaction I had, you know, the Museum of City of New York. I was like, who, me? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was really impressive. It was like amazing experience. And I don't know what to say. I'm, I hate talking about myself that way, but... Oh. <laughs> That's an honor. It's an honor. I mean, every everyone that's in, in our business knows about Architectural Digest. I mean, that's that's huge. And when I heard that from Ginny, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on. And she she raved about you too, of course. And I just thought your story would be would be a great one to share. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. She's so kind. Um, no, it was amazing. And I think, like you said, everybody knows about the Architectural Digest. And what I really got out of that was, it's like validation because I feel like you work for a long time that a lot of people know what you are capable of to be. When they see you in the magazine, this is when they will realize, oh, this person knows his or her stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's validation for sure. Yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit about what your few favorite projects that you've been experienced whether it's with your company now, which we're going to talk about here soon, or with your previous employer, like just just a few projects that really got you excited to be involved with. Um, my one of my all time favorite project was the one I remember. It was like kind of like a mix of emotion. I was um, excited and I felt challenged. And I was like, I think I had a panic attack every time I went to the job site. But I was like, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> It was uh, my first townhouse project on the Upper East Side, and I think it was a very large um, townhouse. And I was very young, and I was like petrified, and I didn't want to let I didn't want to let anyone down, especially Peter and the client at that time. And I and I've learned so much during that project, and till now I think it's like one of my favorite projects. It looks so beautiful. Um, other project I've worked on, I've worked on um, my first project in China. So it's fun. <laughs> but a different reason. The reason why I liked working there was, again, going back to curiosity. I'm a curious person by nature to be able to experience a different culture, work with different type of architects, see how they work was like very, very interesting. And then going there and get immersed into their culture eating weird food. I don't know what I was eating. That was like really cool. <laughs> I was so happy to find like a Kentucky fried chicken over there. One day. <laughs> <I was> like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was really exciting. And, and currently um, 
working on some amazing projects. One of them is the Mid-Rise on the Upper East Side. This is a project I started at Peters. We're finishing it on our own, like we oversee construction there, construction administration. And that project is going to be beautiful, beautiful. The lead designer at Peter, Gregory Gilmartin, just did a fabulous job. And I was like, just, it's amazing to see that project taking place in the city now. And um, working on a house project in Palm Beach, that's going to be amazing. I love what I do. I love almost every project. There's like really one project I don't like. Got it. Yeah, you can see the passion when you talk about it. You, you certainly do love what you do. So that leads me to where you're at today. And you're going on two years and are the founding principal of Yellow House Architects, PLLC. So what are you working on with, with your new company right now? We're working on a range of projects from private residential house. We work on a project out in the Midwest, and that's interesting. We're working a couple of projects down in Palm Beach in Florida. Um, we're working on a couple of townhouses projects here, the Midwest building midtown and few apartment project. And it's very exciting because that was one of my dreams to be able to work on different type of projects, not just apartment renovation or just private home, single family home. So to be able to start a company during a pandemic and be able to actually have this range of project now, I feel very grateful. And the firm is full of amazing people. Everybody's so excited to be here and working on project. It's It's been amazing. How many people do you have on staff? Right now we're about 18. Oh, wow. Congrats. That's that's great. In, in under two years to have a staff like that, good for you. You're doing big things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm crazy one or the other. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about where, you know, what you're doing now. Where, where do you want to take your company? Do, do you want to continue growth or do you like where you're at in terms of the size of your company now? I'm not afraid of growth and it's very interesting to me. And it's something definitely I'm interested in and I'll love to see where it goes. I don't have a goal per se. I think maybe in the next year or so, I will maybe have clarity on that. But right now it's like, Everything is so exciting. And then, you know, when you first start a company or a new, well, it's hard to say no, but I'm learning how to say no <laughs> to new to projects because, again, we've been kind of like very blessed in terms of like the amount of requests we are receiving. But yeah, I don't know, maybe a year from now, I'll have a better, you know, answer for you. But right now, I'm just interested in general to see where it goes. I would love to do different type of projects, probably mostly in the residential um, sector. I would love to do um, hospitality, which I haven't really had a chance to work on. So I think there's like one different type of project I would love for us to kind of like explore or have the opportunity to explore. So the short answer of all that is you're grinding right now. You're just grinding, <laughs> figuring it out, grinding. And yeah, I'm sure clarity is going to come with, with where you want to take it and, and how you want to do so, I'm sure. <laughs> so outside of work, which you're clearly passionate about, what, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do outside of your work? Well, I don't have time for hobbies. No, I just... <laughs> Which is, you know, part of that is true because, um, you know, I 
just I work just constantly. Um, thank God I have like the kids, you know, who make me balance my life. Otherwise, I would work all the time. But besides that, whenever I get an opportunity to take a few days off, I love going to a different culture, explore a different culture. That's really one thing I am I love. But I mean, again. It sort of relate to architecture because it's like going somewhere, learning about the, their culture, the architecture there, feel inspired and bring something back here in the office or home. So that's definitely, I just love traveling. I certainly do too, and I don't do enough of it, but that's on my uh, hit list to do much more in the coming years. <laughs> yes, life is too short, Nicholas. Too short indeed. <laughs> well, I have to ask you, what is your thought of us general contractors. When you hear when you hear about general contractors, what's what comes to mind? Oh, this people's gonna make our life miserable. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> no, I actually think um, general contractors can be very good collaborators with architects. And especially I seriously think most of the successful projects I've worked on is where we started the project with that connection with the builder and where they can be our ally or our, you know, our partner. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be one team. And I think if we can work well together, we understand each other, not only it's better for the project itself, but also for the client. That's the way I see it. I wholeheartedly agree. And it's all about communication, right? Communication, exactly. Understanding, having, you know, exactly. And it's collaboration as well. Like, I don't know everything I, and I'm open to ask opinion. And I feel like if the builder feel the same, we're coming to us and then we kind of have discussions. So it's not like my way or the highway. I love having a dialogue with the builders. Got it. And figure it out together, you know? Exactly. Yep. exactly. Yep. I love that too. Have you ever heard of aeroponic gardening? It's the future of gardening and it is here now developed by NASA and Epcot. This gardening system goes upright, so it takes up less space as well as 98% less water. It is dirtless and produces three times more fruits and vegetables at a 30% faster rate. If you're looking to change up the way you eat or want to try a gardening system that takes minimal effort, contact my old friend Tara at 717 433 4207 or check out for more information at T Sesek. That's T S A K S E K dot towergarden.com. So, you know a little bit about this podcast, I, I presume. If someone were to ask if they want to get into construction, they want to get into design, become an architect, or you know, just just follow their heart or follow their passion. What would your advice be to how to do so? Well, it depends. You know, I mean, I've known people where regarding becoming a general contractor per se, right? I've known people who started just being as a labor, and then you know, years later they own the freaking company. Actually, one of my favorite contracting company I work with I think the owner started like that it's it's great because then you know those people really hard, work hard and then they actually reach a point where they actually can they become the owner of the company so I think it's like anything you do in life if you give it a hundred percent 
of you, I think there's usually room for success. And, you know, people say that all the time, but I feel like I work really hard for where I got today. Yes, I feel like so at times there's luck, you know, but I feel like you really have to dedicate yourself. Same thing for an architect. As an architect, I mean, you can go to school, go do it the traditional way. But at times I've had people who kind of like just took a drafting course and they started in a company where they started doing a lot of drafting and eventually they are like project manager of like a big project. So I, I say if you're passionate about becoming an architect or builder and some people do not have the opportunity to go to the five-year program or whatever program, just find a way to get in, get your foot to the door, go take a drafting class, work at an architect, every architect right now are looking for drafting people. Oh, uh, no, I, I've told this so many times. There's over a million, a million job opportunities right now, specifically in the residential market right now to build from A to Z trades. You know, they need workers really badly. And I know there's a lot of industry, you know, there's many industries that, that need workers right now, but that's been going on for some time. You know, where our industry is going, we need more help. We certainly do. There's definitely a shortage of a labor shortage right now. Like everybody's looking like we're looking to hire. <laughs> if you know anyone, if anybody's out there listening. <laughs> well, I'm sure a few people will hear. <laughs> Great. Now, if anyone wants to get in contact with you, can you share any social media, website? Yes, definitely. Our website, yellowhousearchitects.com. There is a tab, which I think it's hello at yellowhousearchitects.com. So if anybody want to drop us a note, they can feel free to um, email us that way. We also have an um, Instagram account at yellowhousearchitects where people can also send us messages there as well. Excellent. Well, I was looking forward to this. Uh, you're my first architect on. I just had a civil engineer on last episode. So just trying to expose listeners to the design side of the business. and. Uh, I really appreciate you joining me today. It was uh, it was fun. Thank you so much, Nicholas. I have a question for you. Sure. How did you started this whole podcast and decided that you wanted to kind of like engage other professionals and talk to them? And yeah, well, the idea initially was to really promote the trades, and and it has expanded into really construction, really alternatives to college, but also passionate people in the industry and how they got from where they're at to where they are today. I like to bring on business owners who, who were tradesmen. I mean, you name it. I have, I have a wide variety of very passionate individuals that have been on, but the idea was through someone that Ginny knows, they actually have a podcast accelerator and I was watching what they were doing for some time, but I always had an interest in doing it. And then this podcast accelerator made it so much easier for me just to make it happen. And uh, between Ginny and her partner, they, they basically put it together and uh, we did it in like eight weeks and they guide you through the whole process. And it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. And I've said this a few times before, but I feel like I'm a kid in the woods building forts every time I interview someone like yourself. It's just a lot of fun. And my creativity has come back. It just opened, opened up a lot of things, uh, you know, in me that I've been missing. Yeah. 
No, no, it's been fun. I mean, it's great. I didn't know about um, this podcast, but this is amazing. I think what you're doing because, um, and it's not, it's not only in our industry. Like I have a friend of mine whose kids are like of age of going to apply for college. And most of them are like, well, we don't want to go and spend four years, four extra years in school for some, for a degree. Is there another way of like, you know, some... Uh, one of my best friends, her daughter wants to become um, a landscape architect or something, but she was like, is there any way I can get into the field without having and spend those four years, you know? And there are, there, there are plenty of ways. And, and that's exactly what I'm trying to expose, you know, on this side of the business, what you can do and, and uh, how passionate, you know, the whole stigma that I think people have with, with construction workers I'm bringing on guys that just are super passionate about what they do and, and just bring, bring so much light to the business. And I want people to know there's a, there's a great side to the business and there's great people, you know, that, that stigma that, that people have about construction and, and, you know, builders and the trades is, is so far, so far from, from not, you know, not, not being the case. And I just want to share, you know, many stories of, of how people have got to where they're at and, and how, how, Big hearted they are. <laughs> yeah. No, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. And I really appreciate you being here today and enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, thank you very much, Nicholas. Same to you. And I will connect with you soon. Sounds great. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Constructing Greatness podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at nicholasofac at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.